Hello again, and welcome to the next exciting installment of the Who Cares About Anime podcast. It's me, your host, Johnny Lobo, the one and only. And of course, as usual, I'm joined today by good friends and peers in the anime viewing and critiquing world. Uh, to my imaginary right, I'm feeling right today. To the imaginary right around this imaginary table at which we sit. Thank you, Tony, for that uh, visual representation. I've used that ever since. But uh, you'll remember him from our previous episode centered around Soul Eater. Here's Phil. Hey, hey, hey. And uh, introducing a mutual friend of, uh, of ours, Phil and I, Phil and me. Grammar, fun. Anyway, please welcome a, a fellow FMA fan, Jason. Hello. All right, and here we go. And of course, uh, I'm sure my sharp-eyed and sharp-eared uh, viewers and listeners have detected by now the title and the franchise that we are going to cover today, FMA. Stands for Full Metal Alchemist. So here we go. Uh, the usual warning, if you have not read or seen... Uh, either iteration of Fulminal Alchemist, yes, there is two, uh, I would suggest that you click pause or stop or bow out right now if you don't want any spoilers, because there very well may be spoilers, because we're going to be talking about it today. And to everyone who has seen it, just uh, pull up a chair, pour yourself a hot cup of tea or your beverage of choice, and let's begin. So, gentlemen, uh, let's just start with, uh, as we usually do, uh, if you could recall kind of the uh, when and where, uh, so to speak, of when you first saw or read, if it was the manga first, but uh, when you first encountered Full Metal Alchemist, uh, what, what was that like and, uh, and where were you at? Paint us a picture, if you will, Phil. Okay, so what I remember, actually is it's going to kind of be like the last episode. <laughs> so you and I were in college, and you had just moved from Missouri to Lincoln, and we were watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood because we wanted to do research for that little unknown abridged series we did. And when I watched it the first time, uh, I really enjoyed it, and I liked it a lot. Uh, the only problem I had with watching the series is... Every time I went to watch it, over the last six years, I kept getting to, like, episode probably, like, 13 or 20, and then my way of viewing it would get cut off. So the first time I watched it, I watched it with you, but then I uh, took some time away from it and never got it back around to it. Um, even when we lived together, I just never got around to watching it. And then it was on Netflix, and I had watched almost all of what they had through seasons one and two, and then I was going to watch season three and four, but season two got taken down the day that I was going to finish season two, so I couldn't finish it. And then the way I actually watched it fully was, uh, you should know this if you're watching it, and if you don't, it's not a big deal, but the merger with Crunchyroll and Funimation, so since they teamed up, I was able to finally watch all of it, and I did watch the sub instead of the dub, but I marathoned all of that back in October, and I really enjoyed the series a lot. All right, fantastic. Man, that was the long way around, but you made it there finally, and uh, boy, that that took me back. That was uh, that was some years ago. I uh, I don't know if uh, if I if I want that uh, early attempt set in a bridge series to ever see the light of day. We'll see. We'll see, uh, ladies and gentlemen. But... Um, all right, uh, Jason, 
How about you, sir? Uh, when and where, so to speak, uh, was your introduction to Full Metal Alchemist? You know, to be quite honest, uh, I have quite a bit of history with the series, um, but I would have to say that it would have been my sophomore year of high school. Uh, I can't remember the year exactly. I just remember uh, going to a friend's house and... Uh, we were just fucking around, playing some video games, and Toonami came on uh, that night, and we watched whatever was showing. And uh, I believe it was the episode where they started the flashback when they go to the abandoned island for part of their training. Uh, it was the first episode that I had ever actually watched from uh, the Brotherhood series. And... I I remember watching it and uh, seeing the, the beginning of the flashback, thinking that it was just so odd that Alphonse had such a high pitched voice for such a such a large character. But uh, I never actually ended up watching it until uh, my first year of college, so about five six years ago now. And it was at the time it was uh, completely. Like, the, the full series was on Hulu, so I went and watched Brotherhood on there and uh, marathoned it in about two or three days. And because of how little sleep I got, I actually fell asleep during the arc where uh, some of the characters are in that uh, little mind bit after their encounter with Kimberly. All right, all right. Well, uh, fantastic. And, uh, boys, yeah, speaking of early days of college... Uh, for myself, that uh, takes me back. I was probably 18 or 19 when I started. Um, I think I saw the original series first. And I'm sure our listeners know that the first slash original anime series, uh, that one, uh, the latter half does not follow the manga as it was not finished at that time. So you have the original manga, then you had an anime series, and then we had Brotherhood uh, later. So I saw the original on uh, Netflix. I think it was some of the early days of streaming there. And uh, honestly, what I, I just said, why not? I'll give it a try. I, 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 was, I hadn't really jumped back into anime, so to speak, uh, but now college and uh, had some free time in the dorm. So, uh, all right, I click on it. Honestly, uh Kind of the uh, the the military garb of the uh, Amestrian military and stuff. I thought it was funny because, um, especially because this Fuhrer King Bradley, uh, looking like a an evil dictator, back in my high school days of uh, marching band. I'm a band geek. Yeah, I was anyway. <laughs> and uh, so we had we had blue uniforms that kind of looked like that, and we had a uh, uh, our our director had a uh, brown bushy mustache like that, and he proudly uh, touted himself as the quote unquote evil dictator when we were uh, when we were doing uh, rehearsals and stuff early in the morning, and uh, and you know emphasizing teamwork and ha cohesion and stuff that you need to uh, to coordinate doing uh, marching band competition and stuff like that. So he'd say, oh, this, he'd relish in it. This isn't a democracy. It's a dictatorship, and I'm the evil dictator. And uh, his name was Bradley, actually. <laughs> So I was like, okay, what is this? I'll give it a shot. But uh, quickly, I uh, I was just I was very impressed with the visuals. 
Um, and, uh, you know, upon continued viewing, I was just further pulled into the world. The characters interested me, the setup, the premise, it intrigued me. And um, I think we'll get more into this uh, as time goes on. But, uh, you know, I just uh, grew more and more impressed with it as I watched it. And uh, I actually watched the dub, and I liked the dub. And uh, when Brotherhood came out, I was excited for that. There's a chance to, even the same stuff that was the same in the earlier parts, I, uh, I readily consumed. And, uh, and then I remember buying on uh, the Blu-rays from Funimation as they were coming out. I was going to say, good old funny, Funimation. Um, and, uh, and if I were really eager, you know, I could, I could have watched the subs first, but I really liked the dub and I just, I wanted to wait. It was tough waiting sometimes for those uh, latter installments, but, uh, then when they would come out, I would rush out and get them off uh, whatever shelf I could find them. And uh, it was a great time. So, uh, so that was, uh, that was and since then, of course, I've also, I've also gone to the manga and, uh, and, uh, uh, Hiromu or Hiromi. Uh, Arakawa is, uh, is, and I think always will be one of my favorite, uh, authors now. Uh, I'm just so impressed with the world she created. All right, moving on, uh, let's kind of go further into that. Uh, what are some of the things about Fullmetal Alchemist that you really liked or that really captivated you, really drew you in and, uh, and made it, uh, you know, so memorable for you? And, uh, we'll start with Phil. The thing that I really liked about Fullmetal Alchemist, which, I mean, you can say for some series, but not for everything, I liked the cast of characters, which also made it very easy to become engaged in the story and kind of become interested in what the characters were doing and what they had to say and everything like that. The other thing that I liked as well was that steampunk-esque setting with it being in, like, the 19... 19- Pins or 20s, whatever it is. So I thought that mix went together pretty well. And then what else I liked about it was also the use of the themes for religion and science. So all that stuff put together made me really interested in the series, and I think that's what I liked about it a lot. So. All right, all right. Fascinating. Thank you for sharing. Uh, Jason, sir, how about you? Uh, what uh, What are some of the more memorable aspects about Full Metal Alchemist that that you appreciate or that drew you in? You know, honestly, there's uh, there's quite a few things. Um, I have to say probably just the whole shebang is what got me into interested in it in general. Um, And I I don't know why, but I've always kind of been obsessed with like the, uh, the whole World War II era type stuff uh which is that's kind of like the time period that this is supposed to take place it's like steampunk world war ii pretty much um but there was also the fact that like the the take on um religion and government and uh like militaristic society and like the fact that alchemy is the driving force uh, behind the science in that universe uh, and then there's also just the characters like each pretty much each character has their own uh, story throughout the entire series. And it the anime doesn't just follow one person in particular or like one small group of people. Uh, it follows almost every single 
character that is actually named, as long as they're still alive, at least, uh, they uh, follow each character um, pretty closely. Uh, and in fact, I think at the end of uh, Brotherhood, at least, they wrap up pretty much every story that they have with all of the characters. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, just like everything, everything about the anime is just very engaging, uh, in my opinion. I certainly think that's a valid response, and I pretty much have to echo that. Um, you know, it's 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 difficult to find something I didn't like about it. Uh, you know, and and uh, for me, I I really liked uh, for me personally the time of my life that um, that I was exposed to it. Uh, starting out college, and you know, you're taking all these theology 101 or religion 101, philosophy 101, and you just get your uh, you know uh, nubile head cracked open like a, like a hard-boiled egg and uh and you know you get all uh, you know your horizons expanded uh intellectually and um and so yeah full metal alchemist i i have seen things before it and i have seen things uh since it and uh, in in the latter particularly uh oftentimes i think they really are trying to emulate it and i can't blame them because uh i i really saw with what arakawa accomplished uh, what was was uh, with her? Uh, as has been said, I really loved the steampunk esque aesthetic, um, kind of a uh, an, an alternate reality, if you will, which is kind of explored in uh, the Conqueror of Shambhala a lot more in the uh, the original series. Uh, as you said, Jason, with uh, you know with uh, alchemy in our world pretty much being uh, more or less a seen as a side note in history and uh in many ways a dead end uh to later branches of science it's not it's it's quite the inverse in this uh in arakawa's world and uh, and so the blending of science and religion and philosophy uh i found very impressive and uh how you have in a novel way the you know of course transmutation the ideas of transmutation or evocation uh, the circles uh, drawn on the ground, uh, you know, calling forth a uh, a higher power, if you will. They're they're not brand new ideas, but I think Arakawa really spun them all in a unique way, and uh, and so it, it's almost humorous when you think of it this way. In our world, there's such a division between religion and science, if you will, to a lot of people. I think, and in this world, you know, it's just it stretches your imagination because in their world. If you kind of think about it, it's almost like they're, they might as well say, by the power of Satan, you know, after they draw a transmutation circle and swap out some matter for, uh, you know, for, for a totally different uh, piece of matter. Although they also follow a rule of physics in our world, matter cannot be created uh, or destroyed. So they can, there's an equivalent exchange, of course, as our listeners know. So, and in their world, though, like we look at that and would go, I, I think a lot of people on the outside looking in would go, ah, you know, that's satanic or, oh, cool, that's satanic. And, you know, to them in their world, uh, that's science because it's observable and repeatable. And if in our world, if drawing a circle uh, with chalk on the ground and uh, and of your own volition, whether or not you chose to say by the power of Satan or by the power of truth or whatever, uh, or just were able to clap your hands together and pull something forth uh, from seemingly thin air. If it's observable and repeatable, uh, that's science. And that's what it is in, in, uh, in Edward's world. And so I appreciate all the characters, uh, Roy Mustang, cause he's a professional badass. 
Uh, Reza Hawkeye, I always liked Hawkeye. Uh, y'all can can keep Winry. No Peyton there, but uh, I always saw a lot more love for Winry. I never understood that. I was always I was always for for Hawkeye, but then <laughs> of course Alex Louis Armstrong. How can you not? I mean, come on. And, uh, and, and, but yeah, fascinating characters, particularly seeing Edward's, uh, journey through, uh, you know, him maturing and, uh, uh, issues with his family, his mother, uh, and his, uh, his estranged father. And, uh, and so just, just everything about it, um, I think it really did. And to, to no surprise to anyone who has seen it or read it or experienced it, it really did, I think set a lot of trends that we are still seeing today uh back in the uh you know the mid 2000s when uh when it was being released well all right we've kind of uh scratched the surface here a little bit and uh it has been brought up a couple of times so we might as well address the proverbial elephant in the room here and uh bring up the fact that we've got this one anime series here full metal alchemist and we've got this other one that we differentiate it by calling it Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, and uh, so obviously one was completed with Arakawa's blessing, but, uh, you know, they had to take it in a different direction, because the manga wasn't done, and they didn't know how it was supposed to go, so you have that path, and uh, and then the alternate path, of course, we, we got uh, fortunate enough, successful enough later to uh, get a uh, more quote-unquote faithful adaptation to the manga in the form of brotherhood so um so just just kind of comparing contrasting uh, have you seen both series uh if so do you like one better than the other uh do you think one's superior to the other and if you could elaborate on that why and why not and uh let's start with you phil as far as the comparison i haven't watched all of the original series but i've been meaning to go back and finish it it's just, I do like Brotherhood a little bit more, but I have had this discussion with people before, and it's like, even though Brotherhood follows the manga, you should still watch the original series because there's some things that they don't address, is what I've been told. But I definitely think it's worth checking out either way if you watch Brotherhood or the original, but I do have to say I'm probably more partial to Brotherhood and part of that's probably simply just because of Al's voice. Uh, the difference between the two, um, I'm more of a fan of the voice in Brotherhood. Uh, but that's also because I liked the voice of Krona, which is the same person, so that's nice. But yeah, I mean, it's I can't really play too much on favorites, but I'm going to have to say Brotherhood for sure. And I do have to say, though, for what the series is as a whole, it is one of my favorites, and I do love it for that. So, All right, very nice, very nice. Uh, Jason, what about you? I have seen both. Uh, I would have to say that I like Brotherhood a little bit more. Um, it was the one that I watched first, and uh, I actually watched that one first because that was the one that I heard followed the manga storyline. Um, and I am a sucker for canon stories, uh, especially if they're as well-written as Brotherhood is. Uh, but that doesn't mean that I don't think that the original is uh, not well-written. I I actually 
kind of like uh, the direction that they went with it, um, just because it uh, it definitely posed some new and interesting questions, especially in the end, uh, which if you haven't seen it, uh, basically in the original version, uh, the timeline for that universe runs parallel to ours, and the the way that they use alchemy is uh, they... I can't remember how it works exactly, but the energy from blowing up bombs and other shit like that in our world, like during wars, uh, and uh, since this takes place during World War II, um, the alchemy energies are actually the strongest uh, that they've ever been in the full metal timeline. Um, and it's because of the, the nukes and everything that's going on in our world uh, at that time. And I just thought it was very interesting uh, the way they um, had that written. And then there were several other uh, moral questions as well, which Brotherhood also has. But, like, uh, I, I think the way that the original kind of brought those morals into question uh, was more interesting. Uh, and it definitely made the characters that sort of committed that sin, the ultimate sin or whatever, uh, bringing back someone from the dead, uh, it definitely wears on their conscience more in the original series than it does in, in Brotherhood. And, yeah, I, I I love both of them. I honestly do. Uh, and I actually have the original on Blu-ray uh, since that recently in the last year or two. Uh, got re-released, and I really hope that they, that they do that with Brotherhood as well, so that I can get that uh, too. But um, I, I also marathoned the original, uh, and it was it was very good. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, if I had to go back and rewatch one or the other uh, multiple times and have to kind of shove the other one off to the side, I'd have to go with Brotherhood just just because of it being canon. All right, all right, very interesting, very interesting. You know, um, I hope I'm not a disappointment to any listeners here because this is one truly, I think as, uh, well, past listeners will probably know, I'm not one to shy around if I, you know, which I prefer or even if uh, I, I, I adore something that's not fully quote-unquote canon, uh, like the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure OVA uh, and, and things of that ilk. Um, but uh, but this one is re- really hard for me, and uh, so I, I like to say I have room in my heart for uh, for both of them. <laughs> and, uh, and similar to what you were saying, Jason, with the original, there was more of an emphasis on, I think, that moral component, uh, sins, you know, of course we have the, the seven deadly sins, uh, featured prominently, um, in, uh, whichever version, uh, you may, uh, consume or prefer. And, uh, and so there was kind of that personalized aspect to it of, uh, of someone's sin would beget, uh, you know, a homunculus kind of mirroring that sin, if you will, or that taboo. And, uh, and and then even like uh, spoiler, but everyone should know by now. Like in the case of the the poor Elric brothers, the homunculus that they help create ends up in human form, looking like their mother, because that that's who they were trying to bring back. And so it was almost this kind of divine punishment or um, you know cruel irony sort of thing. And uh, what I also liked about um, the original anime 
was the the villain Dante overall was not as enigmatic or interesting to me as father in the manga and brotherhood but I really do like how like a good villain State Farm is there now this is not brought to you by State Farm <laughs> like a good villain uh, Dante really really challenges uh, Edward in a fundamental way she goes cuts right to the core of um, his rule of um, of equivalent exchange extends far beyond the context of alchemy for Edward. For Edward, that's his kind of, I don't want to say security blanket to uh, to belittle it, you know, but that's that's sort of his little mantra. That's his lexicon, if you will, through which he interprets the world and reality, and that's, that's fine. We all have those sorts of things. So then we see, uh, so, you know, in his mind, like him passing the uh, the exam to become a state alchemist, he just thought, well, I, I put in the work, uh, therefore I got the reward. That's equivalent exchange. The others, uh, kids, they didn't work as hard, so they didn't get the reward. And there's a lot of people who, even without seeing Fullman Alchemist, I think see the world that way. And Dante really challenges him on that. He's, she, she says, you really think that's how the universe works? You really think that she was saying, you know, your, your most sacredly held belief is a lie? Uh, she said, how do you know? those other alchemists didn't work just as hard as you or harder than you and you just you know being uh, the main character no not poking the fourth wall but being gifted uh, or having opportunities that they didn't or for any other reason serendipity if you will you were chosen and they were not you think that has anything to do with uh with the amount of effort you put in and uh and and that kind of that kind of shook him a little bit and so i really admired uh that and many other instances that the uh, that the original did, and also the uh, the kind of parallel to our world, uh, I, I I was pleasantly uh, flabbergasted when they when they did that, and you could see again I, I see that as ambitious because you could really mess that up if you're not careful. That's one of those things where you could really kind of violate the verisimilitude for people if you're not careful. But the Full Metal anime uh, pulled it off for me, and I think many others as well. Uh, Conqueror of Shambhala was a satisfying conclusion to that for, for those of you who have not seen the original version or have and haven't seen the, the movies yet. Uh, Shambhala follows the original. And then somewhere before the end of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is the sacred star of Milos. They're both worth your time as well. So, uh, so yeah, that's, uh, of course, reading Arakawa's manga as well. And, uh, and and it definitely shows in the finished product of Brotherhood um, that it, it's a bit it's more cohesive than the original series in my opinion and and no small wonder uh, if you're a writer and directors for uh, for the original anime and you get this you have this blueprint of the early chapters of the manga okay here's what happens here's these characters and then you know basically blank pages okay you finish it like that would be very daunting, and uh, and I think they they pulled it off well. Um, so anyway, I I think uh, <laughs> that's pretty much me. It's very middle of the fence, but I love them both, and um, yeah, I, I, that's really hard. It's almost like your children. I can't, uh, <laughs> or my homunculus children, homunculi, if I were father. But uh, I digress. Well, I've reserved this time here at the end, gentlemen. I know it seems like it's flown by. It always does to me anyway. But uh, I thought I would uh, have this open for general discussion. Uh, I know there's there's so many things we could talk about with this series. Um, and, you know, But unfortunately, I'm sure we won't. 
cover them all, but uh, but we'll uh, start with whoever, but uh, maybe kind of since we've been going in that order, Phil and then Jason, uh, or anybody can comment on each other. Is there is there uh, is there kind of a general topic you'd like to discuss, or uh, more about characters, or uh, or more about something else that was uh, that was brought up earlier? Uh, as far as anything like that with characters and stuff, uh, of course I like the main cast, Ed and Al. And as you know from the Abridged series, there's always a place in my heart for Winry, as well as Maze Hughes. And of course I gotta love Hawkeye, Mustang, Alex, uh, Lust, just all uh, really good characters as far as the series goes. Uh, as far as anything else... I don't know, I can't remember what it's called, John, but you have that OVA set that we watched where it's kind of short stories. Uh, That was definitely interesting to see perspectives of other people's stories that you don't necessarily see in the show. And you get to kind of see other things like that, of like how certain characters meet, all that stuff. Uh, Other things that I liked, uh, I guess like memorable moments and stuff like that. I really liked... Because it wasn't so heavily on there that you were like, please just stop. But I liked the romance between Ed and Winry. And my favorite, I think my favorite moment of that, that almost maybe I was like, oh my God, was when he's walking away in the hotel and Winry's having inner monologue. And she's like, have his shoulders always been that broad or something like that? And she's like, I think I'm falling for him. I'm like, oh my goodness. So I, I, that, that was a favorite part. Another favorite part of mine, which was Mr. Colonel Roy Mustang, professional badass, dropping it into fifth gear. When he when he kills Lust and he, like, cauterizes his wound and everything like that, like, that was so cool. Because he's just like, I'm just going to carve the symbol on my gloves into my hands and then I'm going to use a lighter to burn the living hell out of you. That was pretty cool. Uh, other things that I do like as well, which some people can probably relate to this, uh, that the series does, uh, obviously, with Ed and Al wanting to bring their mom back, uh, you can re- relate to losing a loved one and wanting to see them again. And something else that you can probably, not everybody, but some people can re- relate with is uh, kind of having like, you know, with Al and Ed and their dad, just having that like resentment against your father or just a loved one. Uh, I like that those themes are kind of relatable for people, uh, you know, with the setting and everything. And then something else that I don't know if anyone else was going to bring up, but I know you have the first one, John, but there's the Full Metal Alchemist game. There's three games for PS2 that I know of, and you, the one that I played a little bit was Full Metal Alchemist and The Broken Angel, which it was weird to play but it was interesting that they you know brought that stuff over here which i guess that just means you know obviously it was doing well at the time and that justified bringing over three games for the ps2 so uh yeah it it was an interesting game and i would definitely probably check that out again but that's just kind of my whole uh spiel on the topic if you will Man, nice. I actually kind of forgot about that PS2 game. I think I still have that somewhere, as well as the OVAs. Uh, those were those were interesting as well, too. Um, uh, definitely gave you some... Uh, since they're ancillary and you, you just have more time, that you can uh, not focus so much on the, the plot moving forward. And you just, yeah, you get to see some really cool 
background stuff like that. Um, you know, I had a few notes drawn up, but uh, is there anything kind of on that note or entirely different uh, that uh, that you kind of want to ramble about, Jason? You know, I'm not really sure. Uh, I just because of like the fact that I just I just love all the characters in general. Um, just because I don't know the the story is just very well written. I I can't really say much else other than that. Uh, it was nice being able to see Scar go from this bad guy to uh, at the end he's working together with the good guys and. It's just, it's always nice seeing someone, or seeing a character that was at one point bad and just, you know, flipping the switch. Um, I uh, I don't know why, but I can also, I, I feel a connection with Hughes uh, more so now that I'm actually a parent. <laughs> so there's been several oh, yeah. times where I've made that, I, I've made the joke of, uh, have I shown you pictures of my son? <laughs> <laughs> And it, it really helps that I, uh, I I look like the character quite a bit, too. Um, well, I mean, not as much now uh, that I'm uh, a, a bit chubby. Uh, but, like, if I actually were to put work into uh, looking like a fit soldier, I actually, it, it wouldn't be too hard for me to pull off uh, the look. And pretty much the only thing that I can't connect with him on is, uh, you know, the whole being dead thing, which it doesn't matter how many times I watch the anime or which series I watch. That episode just it it hits me hard every time. I, I don't know. It just it, it just gets me. But I uh, when you were mentioning Roy earlier, Phil, uh, I thought you were going to mention the part where he's says that when he becomes fewer, uh, he's going to make all the, the women wear short skirts. <laughs> <laughs> Who do oh, you man. think I am? <laughs> <laughs> how, how, lest we forget, lest we ever... For, I, I think I think hopefully, and I, I think that was in both uh, incarnations of the anime, I think. Um... You know, I, I think it might have been. It, <laughs> it's sure. very early in the series. I know that... Um, because it's like uh, it's it's when everything is or every, everybody's still kind of happy go lucky. Nobody has died quite yet, and uh, you know they're able to make lighthearted jokes uh, for the most part without having to worry about any imminent war or anything like that. Uh, yeah, uh, man, there's 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 so much there. I mean, and with with Maze and uh, even Tucker and. Uh, you know the the internet. It's almost been inundated with those jokes that um, you know, as uh, as you once said, Jason, a pained laugh. You're like, ha, ha, oh, ha, oh, and you know, there's kind of that reaction. But uh, you know, I haven't watched um, either series. Shamefully, it's been years. I need to go around again. Uh, but uh, those really are feels uh, moments, very much so, to say the least. As was, um, you know, for me, and uh, I. I you know, I, I think for I'm sure for others as well. And I remember um, I might have used it on Facebook. I've seen it on Facebook and stuff. And they, uh, you know, that uh, they'll either screen caps or from the manga. And it always gets me. And, and uh, especially after you've lost someone close to you. And that scene where, uh, and that's a great Roy and Riza scene. And I love how, you know, people can ship them and stuff and whatever. Yeah, but. Like, there's nothing 
Uh, like you said uh, with uh, Ed and Winry uh, earlier, Phil, I'm, I'm glad that you know there's there's something there with them because they're young and stuff like that. But with uh, you know they're in the military and coworkers and they're uh, jaded adults. Like you, you're not going to see you know overly uh, rom-com or cheesy uh, displays of emotion or affection. But uh, you just see so much in that scene when uh, you know Roy is. Uh, I think he's, he's putting on his hat either after the, the funeral at, of uh, Hughes and he's saying, you know, it's, uh, you know, and it's it, on top of everything else, it looks like rain. And Reese is like, it's it's not raining. And and uh, Roy says, yes, it is. And, and Reza goes, so it is. So it is. And that was that's uh, that's always going to be a favorite anime moment, manga moment, whatever for me uh, from anything. Um, and then also uh, for uh, for Full Metal Alchemist again, um, you know, like I was saying, when I was experiencing it around college, and your 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 horizons are expanding and whatnot in terms of uh, you know seeing other ideas and philosophies and religions and stuff, and so I really really liked um, you know you you could kind of extrapolate it, you could say it's allegorical. I don't know how much was the author's intent, but I think definitely there is um, you see we learn about alchemy. And we learn about the rules there in a mistress in the West, and then later on we get introduced to alkahestry from uh, from the East, basically their equivalent of China or what people would, you know, in days long past would call the mystical Orient or something of of that sort from the East. And uh, then you see later the Ishvalans, even though they have this uh, taboo about it, which uh, is very similar to uh, you know Middle Eastern cultures even to this day, um, with certain iconography and imitating, you know, God's creation and that sort of thing. Um, they even have uh, an, uh, uh, their own take, and Scar utilizes that to help uh, fighting the bad guys, as has been said. And uh, and so I really, I, I thought that was a wonderful teaching tool, I think, probably for a lot of young people or of any age, of you have this thing, you have you know, alchemy, and you have, uh, you see these fleeting moments involving the gate and truth, and it's all very esoteric, and nobody's quite 100% sure on, on everything, it's, you know, these unknowable things, um, what's beyond, and, and, and so forth, and so you have, um, I could see in that world, you know, you could have zealots of either, no, you know, alchemy, this is the way it's supposed to be, or alkahestry, no, this is the way it's supposed to be, and... In reality, these these things that and whatever the Ishvalan equivalent is, they're not uh, contradictory. They're all just different facets of the same thing. So it's it's just seeing different sides to the same truth. And I think there's a lot of, uh, of course, schools of thought, theological and otherwise. Even today, I think that would you know very much agree with that. And you don't have to agree with it, but uh, but I, that's something that really struck me as profound. In uh, in the world that Arakawa created, and uh, and that I've I've seen, like I've said, I've seen imitated but never duplicated, and uh, and uh, so I, I think that will really lend to the series longevity and uh, and such, and the parallels of uh, you know the East and the West and the desert in between. Uh, you have kind of a, a Greek motif for the ancient city of Xerxes. And uh, you know, going across the desert is very reminiscent of the uh, the old Silk Road in our world, uh, where there was uh, 
of course, trade and exchanging of ideas and cultures and religions and all sorts of things like that. So, so those are something uh, that I guess off the top of my head I, I can think of, and and I know there's more, but uh, but I, I am I'm at a loss for right now, and uh, and of course. It is sadly about that time, but, uh, you know, we'd love to hear uh, you guys or anybody else, uh, if you're so inclined in the comments section, uh, to hear more. And uh, we're always up for that. We're always up for future suggestions um, and so on and so forth, because the conversation, it always continues. So thank you, gentlemen, both of you, for being here today. Uh, And thank you, listeners. As we're now heading into 2017 as of this recording, in addition to the blog, iTunes, and YouTube, uh, I'm happy to say you can now also find our backlog of casts and future casts will be uploaded to our channel on Vidme as well. So check out the YouTube description uh, if you're on YouTube uh, for the link to our channel there and follow us there. It's a, it's a great site, and I'm sure you'll love it. Uh, some of your favorite creators may be there already. Also, a, uh, a new feature we're kind of trying out, and I forgot to mention, I think, on past casts, is uh, we do have, for yucks and giggles, and because everyone else is doing it, um, we do have a Patreon now. So uh, this episode today was sponsored for just $1 by Did You Know Anime. If you would like to uh, also sponsor an episode of Who Cares About Anime, uh, we've got links, of course, in the description to that as well. And for just $1, you can have your name or moniker up on the up on the youtube upload and in the descriptions elsewhere uh, for uh, for having sponsored an episode so again thank you everyone for sticking with us and i know it's been a while since our last upload so we're going to keep on uh, bringing in uh, familiar guests going to bring in uh, maybe some new friends new guests and uh, new titles and uh, new uh, horizons to cross of course so uh, but until then Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next time.